Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, January 15th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. And joining me, we got the force that is Gary Witta. Hello. How's it going? I know you're... So are you are you like working on uh, on your own little yeah. unique intro to the yeah. show? See, that's my thing. That's I think that's the th- that's the new thing I'm bringing to you the show. You got to put your own stamp on it. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, the thing about the show is for me, it feels like I'm moving into somebody else's apartment, right? Okay. Because like Greg, this has been Greg Miller's yeah, show forever. Yeah, like I gotta establish my own thing. I gotta, I gotta put some posters on the wall. I gotta put right. I gotta put up like my Into the Spider Verse poster on one wall. Yeah, you gotta, gotta have your own little shelf in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I gotta I gotta mark. Mark my territory. Right. So that's what I'm doing, right? The nickname, the nicknames are part of that. Are you okay so, with that nickname? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I you know, you, you don't want to just do what Greg does. Nobody, yeah. people don't want that even when Greg does it. Like, just make <laughs> do. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to put your own, you got to put your own personality, uh, you know, exactly on the on the show here. You got to make it your own thing. That's good. I like that. Yeah. You don't want the same thing every. I when you know, I like hosting with Greg, but like when other people are on, I don't just want like Greg. You know, exactly. tribute tribute acts. I want I want your own thing. That's great. And that's exactly the thing. I'm, I've been trying to pick and choose. Like, what are the Greg things do I keep? What are the Greg things that I edit in my own way? And what yeah. are the things that I'm bringing to the show? Making so, your own. Yeah, that's why I'm making my own. I'm having my own nicknames. How are you settling in so far? Good? Pretty good. I'm yeah. enjoying it. I think the response has been pretty good. Um, I think I've been, get, I've been learning to get more and more comfortable on this show. It's very nerve-wracking because trying to take Greg Miller's spot and become the king of Kind of Funny is very... It, it, the shoes you know, aren't that big. I mean, they're not. The thing is, it's it's it. The, sh- the shoes feel big, you know, because people. I, I feel like people come to expect a certain thing and a certain energy. And I tried to. I tried to do the angry Greg voice yesterday. I I couldn't do it because I don't have. See, that's that Greg that's Miller that's energy. why you're you're on a hiding to nothing. If you're just trying to emulate what someone else is doing, you got to do. You know, don't chase those trends. Create trends. Mm. Don't don't try to copy what someone else is doing. You want to be the person that other people are copying, mm. and you're only going to do that if you do your own shit. Now, Gary Witta, yeah. I've been I've been watching this show forever, and I've been a, I've always been a Gary Witta fan. I've loved Witta Wednesdays. I've always considered you a very cool person because I you do very that. cool things. Thank you. Uh, right before recording the show, Kevin was telling me about a cool thing about you that I hadn't heard about. What's that? Apparently, you're oh. homies with Will Smith. Well, I mean, I made a movie with him. Yeah, but he. Kevin said you like hang out with him. I didn't. I, not. I mean, I not anymore. But I did house. for about for about to his house. for about a year when I was working on the movie. I, I hung out with him, and I was like one Gary, of his would it one of his one of his guys. Would I? Would it surprise you that that we were talking about uh, After Earth? Well, I mean, I imagine that's why it came up. Yeah. Yeah, I brought up I brought up After Earth because I was saying that I love. I, unrelated I mean, Will Smith's to you. Unrelated. My, to yeah, unrelated you. to Gary. He Luda. was just like, hey, you know, it's a good movie. After Earth, kind of. That's, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, because I, I I, that I movie Gary, needs all the love it Gary, can get. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That was that was blessing. Why would you put me on the spot like this? What do you mean? Because <laughs> I've never watched it. Oh, you've never it's, seen? You never watched list. it? It's on my list. I've got I'll, I'll, I've got some spare Blu-rays at home. I'll bring one in for you if you want. All right, sure. Yeah, that could be a thing. Know. That could be yeah, a great no, uh, screencast <laughs> yeah. segment. And you and we have to have Gary Witter on that episode. When are you going to do reviewing After Earth? When when you do Gary Witter in review, which feels inevitable at this point. And you go through my entire vast filmography. You have three movies? More? I have three. All good, though. I mean, I, you know, that's <laughs> not, for, not for me to, <laughs> that's not for that's me to say. I haven't seen After Earth, so I can't speak Dude, about watch, it. let's watch After I got Earth. A little bit, I'll I, watch it with I got you. a little bit of everything. I got one movie that almost everyone liked. I got one movie that almost everyone disliked. And mm-hmm. I got one movie that, that people are very 50-50 on, yeah. 
That's so I got perfect. a little bit. I got a little mixed bag for you. I'm telling you, man. Watch After Earth. I'll watch it with you because I I haven't seen it in a I'm while. Down. I'll watch it with you. We we do an episode of Screencast. We bring Gary Wood on, and you have to t- you have to talk about your feelings on After Earth in front of Gary Wood. I'm fine. You with could that. have some feelings. It's very emotional filming. Right places. now, I I enjoyed Book of Eli. And I loved Rogue One. Rogue One's I'm, great. I'm well known for saying. Then, then why not complete the set? Yeah, I, I've just been waiting for the right thing, and this sounds like it, Gary. I'll this bring it. I'll bring a. I'll like bring a copy it. in for you. Let's do it. I don't think. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. So your only opportunity might be if I bring in a disc. I, I've got some spare ones at home. I'll bring in a copy. We'll figure for it you. out. Yeah, we'll make it work. Today's stories include GameStop stocks plummeting, Super Nintendo World having interactive experiences, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the Globe by searching for kindoffunny games daily. See, I know you said that's a great thing. It is. Yeah. But here's the thing. I feel like people have been trained over time to expect certain cadences, and so that one I'm keeping because I feel like I feel like there's something. It's almost like ASMR, where like you you hear it so much that it becomes there's a feeling attached to that that pause. Yeah, and, and that. it's almost jarring if you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's sexual, right, guys? It's like part of the furniture of the of the of the of the show. Yeah, it's expected. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Around the globe, man, I am totally lost in my. No, it's kind of... Listen, okay, here we go. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free. Now it's time for some housekeeping. A Book of Eli's 10th anniversary is today. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah, it came out awesome. uh, January 15th, 2010. Wow. Uh, today's January 15th, 2020. I'm having lots of, lots of um, Are you warm and fuzzy memories. I mean, I'm not like... You're having a party or anything. Mm-hmm. Although, since Wednesday night is already my regular stream night on Twitch, I'm thinking I'm going to do like a Eli themed stream tonight. I'll tell nice. you know tell some memories and some anecdotes about the making of the film, and maybe go back and look at some clips on YouTube or something. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter, seven p.m. tonight. Or I might just watch bad YouTube videos. That's usually what I do. I mean, uh, we'll either see. way, I mean, either thing sounds like a blast. Either way. So go to working the goes to see that. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Muhammad, Muhammad. Today we're brought to you by Upstart, Hymns, and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen! Let me tell you. Don't get excited. It's a it's a slow news day. Don't get too excited. I had to dig deep. All, all the stories we have are very businessy stories. And oh. I'll tell you, gamesindustry.biz is holding it down. This is not going to be a gangbusters. Uh, no. Although, you know, when Jared and I used to host together and the news was not great, those ended up being the best shows because we couldn't rely on the news. Fair. We just kind of fucked around and ended up having a lot of fun. Fair. So who knows? Let's see what happens. Let's start off with... You know, some very interesting news, very unexpected news. Very, I'm being mean. I shouldn't be mean about this. GameStop, uh, number one, GameStop <laughs> stock plummets after a 27.5% decrease in, 27.5% decrease in holiday sales. This comes from Matt Perez of Forbes. The hits keep on coming for GameStop as the beleaguered retailer announced in a note to investors a 27.5% decrease in holiday sales to $1.8 billion, which sent its stock diving as much as 16%. The decrease seems to have caught GameStop by surprise, as the company is now lowering its fiscal 2019 guidance from a de- decline in the high teens to between 19% to 21%. GameStop's, 
GameStop's stock price is down from 24.5% from the start of the year and nearly 70% year over year. This past fall and holiday season for gaming lacked anything close to the success of 2018's Red Dead Redemption 2, which earned $725 million in three days, three days of sales, and the period also saw a decrease in console sales given the impending release of the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X at the end of 2020. The company shared some optimism. Inventory should be down 26% year-over-year when it, re when it reports its annual earnings in March with cash and li liquidity around $900 million. Decreasing sales this past year has resulted in store closures and layoffs, including cutting 14% of its staff last yeah, Our August. local one closed. Really? Yeah, just the last year over here at um, Lakeshore. Oh, that's a Lakeshore oh, Mall. Yeah. There was one there, and now it's gone. Right next to the Ono's. Yeah, that's right. I love the Ono. Me too. Yeah. In December, the retailer reported third quarter revenues of $1.4 billion, a 25.7% 25, 25 decrease from the previous year, as well as $83.4 million income loss. GameStop CEO George Sherman says, quote, We expected a challenging sales environment for the holiday season as our customers continue, delay, continue to delay purchases ahead of anticipated console launches in late 2020. However, this, the accelerated decline in new hardware and software sales coming out of, of Black Friday and throughout the month of December was well below our expectations, reflective of overall industry trends. On a positive note, we continue to see growth in the Nintendo Switch platform, which supports our view that our sales will strengthen as new consoles and innovative technologies are introduced, end quote. Back in December, the company said it was still on track to achieve its goal of reaching $200 million in operating profit by 2021. Part of that plan is converting some of its shops into, into quote, social hubs. Gary Witta, how do you feel about the continued fall of GameStop? I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's a lot of numbers, it's a lot of detail, it but is. what it all distills down to the bottom line is GameStop is, is a moribund uh, entity. It's not long for this world, surely. Moribund uh, entity. Do you know what moribund means? No, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got out of context clues, but you're so fancy, I love it. Moribund means dying or about to die. Yeah. Uh, and Similar to the word dying, huh? What's that? Nothing. Okay. Kevin's being Kevin. For the Kevins out there... <laughs> GameStop is going to die. Uh, it's just it's a, it's a question of it's a it's a question of when, not if. Yeah. Would, would you would, would you agree? Yeah, and you I mean, know, do you think GameSpot's going to be around five years from now? GameStop, sorry. See, and five years. That's where that's where things start to get tricky because I think in the immediate future, the the PS5 and Xbox Series X launches are going to carry GameStop for a, for a little bit. Right. right. Five years seems like a while, and maybe like maybe five six. Five or six years is probably actually what I would give them, you know, for a living. Because I think, yeah, right. those console launches are going to carry them. You know, possible PSVR 2 or others, other sorts of hardware launches, maybe a Switch Pro, those types of things. That's going to carry them. You know, early early game releases in the console generations, that's going to carry them. Um, but, yeah, like at a certain point, especially later on in this next console generation that's coming up, I have little hope that GameStop can really survive right like they're 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 doing the thing where they're converting some of some of their shops into social hubs but how far will that really care them? i, I want like to i want to get to that in a second but mm -hmm. just just in terms of like the trend line yeah i i agree with what they're i i, I agree with what they're saying that the short-term picture is that yes we're at the end of a console cycle people are less excited yeah. about buying games they're certainly not buying hardware because they know the new stuff is coming this year and they're and i'm sure they're right that in, in 2020 when the new hardware 
is available, they'll see it uptick a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's in the short term. In the long term, the, the trend line is only going to continue go to go down. As, yeah. Think about it. As more and more people get faster internet connections and, and companies, the big publishers, the Microsofts and the Sonys and Nintendos of the world are going to increasingly want to push customers towards buying digital. Because oh, yeah. it's so much, it's so much a better deal for them if you buy digital. Because there's no retailer cut because you're buying directly from them, right? There's yeah. no, there's no middleman, uh, and also they save a ton, a ton of money on manufacturing cases and distribution, all that kind of stuff. It's so much cheaper for them to just sell you a digital copy, and they make so much more money per copy. They're going to continue to want to do that, and more and more people are going to get fast internet connections. They're going to get more and more comfortable. There will always be people that want physical games, but more and more people will get comfortable with the idea of having a digital games collection. Stadia, xCloud, all that stuff's going to continue to make inroads. And what I think is interesting is the only thing that I think GameStop can hold on to in the long term is this idea that, you know when like Amazon became a big thing and started to threaten bookshops? Mm. But people said, but people will still always like going to bookshops. Yeah. And in fact, there's been a little bit of a rise. Uh, independent bookshops are actually doing really well right now because people like going to bookshops and browsing and having that experience. I wonder if, I don't know what these social hubs are, but like I think there are people that still like going to Inter- a GameStop. Yeah, I don't. Do people. you like going do you actually do you like I the act of going to GameStop? I can't remember being the last in the store. Time. I mean, I remember being in high school and being in college and loving going to GameStop there just to to browse, but that was before uh you know, digital gaming really became the thing to do. And when, but when, so when's the last time you were in a GameStop? Oh, that's an interesting question. And you were a games guy. Yeah. So I, I think the last time I was in a GameStop was probably late last year or not even last year late 2018 and did you go in psvr did you go in because you wanted something or just to browse or no i went in just to get a ps i think i got the psvr actually no i got the psvr on amazon i think i went to buy peripherals for psvr so i went to i went to buy the motion wands and i went to buy like a cable or something right right it was like it was physical hardware stuff that i wanted used from game from gamestop right and that was a very specific case of me wanting to get a get a cheaper deal on stuff that um, stuff that I that I needed for my console. I'm interested to so what makes me interested about this is is I don't know what these social hubs are going to look like, but I, I I mean that could potentially be a terrible idea, but it could yeah. also be. A, I mean I feel like the again the only thing that GameStop or a physical store in general can offer over the online experience is it's actually you know the idea that it's actually nice to go to the store and hang out and see people and be and feel like you're part of something. So if if if, if, if these social hubs can end up being a place where gamers actually like to enjoy going and congregating and hanging out with other gamers if they can find a way to kind of facilitate that and make that work maybe that could be cool but that, that's really all they've got left they can't they can't compete on price or convenience or any of that stuff anymore. yeah and my thing is i like the idea of a social hub like i would go to a GameStop if it was more of a hey let's hang out and chill kind of experience my thing is i don't know if that's what's going to save them right like how how profitable and how how good are these social hubs going to be for business? Right? I mean, like, how, are the, I mean, are how many create... ideas are there left? Like, if yeah. you're GameStop CEO and they say, okay, you've got 12 months to turn this company around, like, what are your big ideas? What can you do? And I think that's the thing. I don't think there are, there's, I don't think there's anything really that they could do, you know, aside from, I think the, I think, you know, the one idea I, I, I could see them going with is, you know, selling GameStop to a Walmart or a Target and then putting GameStops in, 
in those stores and having those. Just having to be like, like a GameStop yeah, branded like section in, of the store. Yeah, like instead of having like the game right. sections at the back right. of Walmart, Walmart, replace that with a GameStop, and that becomes like the GameStops are then in every Walmart or in uh, right. an amount of WalMarts. Right. But I think I think they tried doing that. Like I think they tried they tried selling themselves uh, about a year or so ago, and nobody nobody came to buy GameStop. I and think so, it'll be you know it'll I you know again. These things happen. Tower Records went away. Blockbuster went away. This is going to be the next. This will be yeah. the next one. Um, you know, we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And for a while, it's sad. You think, you know, I, 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 there's, there's, there used to be a big Tower Records here in San Francisco. And every time we drive by where it used to be, I think it's like a CVS now. I kind of go, oh, it's kind of sad. Like record shops basically died, and there's only like the little indie amoeba type things left. But like the idea of like going to the record store and kind of browsing and or going to through the video store and browsing, that's all dead. Um, and it's inevitable. It is inevitable that GameStop will will follow in those footsteps. It's just a matter of, of time at this point. Mitchell George writes in and says, Good day, Blessing and Mr. Witta. With news of GameStop's holiday sales dipping 27.5%, are we moving towards a market where buying a physical box is a thing of the past? With Stadia and xCloud, there is a higher barrier to entry of having decent internet, whereas being able to walk into a store and buy a box is simpler. I know, I know that at least in Canada, we really only have two to three big box options for buying consoles, being Walmart, Best Buy, EB Games, Amazon. Fewer options will give retailers less, in- less incentive to offer promotions on the boxes themselves. Thanks for all you do. So do you think buying a physical box is a thing of the past? I don't, I don't know if it will ever be. I think in the long, long, long term, yes, it will be. I think we'll get to a point where internet connections are so fast and so convenient that you know you can ha- you can buy a game you know practically instantly and there's almost no download time and you're going to ask yourself why would I go to the store why would it-? again but there'll always be people I think there'll always be people that want to it's the same reason that like some people like e-reading but some people just want the physical feel of a paper book mm-hmm. in their hands some people want that physical copy they like having their shelf they like having their discs they certainly like not being held hostage to um, you know, DRM and the company suddenly saying this game is no longer available. They want to, they want, they want to be able to play the game on their own terms and feel like I own this disc. Yeah, you know, and people have security in that. Um, but I think what will happen is I think it'll eventually. This is maybe I don't know how good an analogy this is, but I think that physical games will end up becoming like vinyl. There'll be a, there'll be a niche, a, there'll be a niche thing for real enthusiasts. I I think the one thing that holds that back is that I think at a certain point we are going to get consoles without disk drives and i think we're we already have that yeah but i think like that might become a standard but i think i i think we're a few generations down from that but i think in a few generations right by like ps7 maybe right i don't know i'd be willing to believe i mean we're we're at the start of a new generation right which which is going to last anything between five and ten years i'd be willing to believe that the next one after this the playstation 6 and whatever wackadoodle name they come up with for the next xbox uh, the, I, I'm going to be willing to believe that those could be discless. The next generation after this, like overall, time. like no disc options at all. Yeah, I really feel like uh, what you're saying about the uh, video games could become like vinyl. Like the difference there is like vinyl has a different sound like profile, right? You know, I, but when you download a game. There's no difference there. No, I, I mean, you know, I, I, you know I, mean? I, I agree. Like the appeal of, I'm not yeah. saying that the appeal is the well, same. Well, yeah, I'm just I'm, saying it'll end up being a niche thing for enthusiasts yeah. Yeah, the way yeah, yeah, that vinyl okay. is. But Got I mean, right. my, my thing is like if we're if if we get to a point where consoles just don't have disc drives, then 
discs won't be available unless like they unless they sell special versions of consoles that do have disc drives that people can so that people can go out and buy their physical versions of games then i don't i don't know how that's possible you know unless we're talking about people buying older I, games I, for I, older consoles i, I mean when you be... when you build a pc now when i and the, 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 my last two pcs have not had disc drives in them hmm. who needs them Wait, but that was your choice you built it right yeah when you buy a pc a lot I'd say the majority that I'm, I've seen most. I, I, I most pre-built PC. I mean, again, there's not really yeah. most pre-built PCs that I see these days don't have it. They have it. They, it's an option, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's standard anymore. I, th- I think if you go to Best Buy, it's still pretty standard. But the Blu-ray drives. I think it's they, happening more and more though. Like I, uh, you know, tell like us I'm, you're wrong. I'm yeah, like, tell us you're wrong. But I'm seeing more and more laptops being sold without disk drives. Oh yeah, I mean, and that, people don't bleak an eye. That's a size thing, though, right? Because yeah. uh, taking out the disk drives allows it, you to make it a lot thinner. But like, well, I, I'm trying to think. The last time that I owned a, 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 a PC game on disk, I don't even know what they look like anymore. What What does a boxed PC game look like? I wouldn't even be able to tell. Yeah, I, wouldn't, you. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't I have no idea. idea. No idea. You know, GameStop doesn't stock them anymore. Like, what? Who? Who yeah. would? It's mad. And I and I think that's the difference, right? I think for PC, like if you, if down the line, I think if you really want to have a PC with a disk drive, you can build a PC with a disk drive, or you can probably buy a PC with a disk drive somewhere. Whereas consoles, right, you know, right now we only have three versions of the PS4 available, being the base PS4, the PS4 Slim, and the PS4 Pro, right? You know, if however many years down the line the PS6 comes out and there is no version, like you have, you have a couple versions of the PS5 or PS6, right, but none of them have a disk drive. Then it's like even even as a collector, you can't really buy physical discs for it. I mean, yeah. Another the- another theory is that maybe you know maybe the next maybe the PS6 comes in two versions, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the transition generation, and the PS7. Yeah. Um, and th- just yeah, di- by that point, I'd be totally willing to believe that discs yeah. are. Look, when, when's the last time? Like, look, if you, again, think about music, think about movies, think about games as the third kind of big pillar of that. Um, when's the last time you popped in a CD? I, you know, who who even does that anymore? Yeah, when, and, and I don't buy Blu-rays anymore. I buy <laughs> Tim my. Does, and he is the person that I think that would keep buying discs. And again, so there, there will always be yeah, those yeah, people. But right. in terms of the mass market, the like the the vast majority of consumers, the CD market is dead. You know, Spotify, iTunes killed all that. Yeah. Um, Blu-rays are, are increasingly. I can't. I, I'm a. I'm an. I'm a movie enthusiast. I'm a movie collector. I used to buy Blu-rays all the time. I don't buy. I can't remember the last time I bought a disc. I, I, I still disc. buy 4K. So there, I, every now and again, but like but I'm just perfect. I'm. But then what happens a is because the streaming isn't as good as. Uh, the no, 4K if you if I want Ultra. the absolute best experience, yeah. I'll pop in the disc because yeah. I know there's not going to yeah, be any yeah. issues. But like even when I buy a 4K disc these days, the first thing I do is type in the digital code and put yeah, the disc away the for backup, <laughs> yeah. and then I just stream it. Because because not because on top of everything else, Kevin, don't forget the streaming experience when you put in a Blu-ray. You've got to sit through two minutes of bullshit before you even get to a menu. When you stream the movie, it just starts immediately. Like, it's a better experience in many ways. I think for me, the reason why I say that this is quite a few generations away, the, the idea of, it, of a discless future for video games, is because internet infrastructure is very important when it comes to this. Like, for a Spotify streaming or for Netflix, like, it, internet infrastructure is huge, but video games are a, a bigger ball of wax right when you're trying to play a video game that's on a box you know elsewhere in a server farm I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know bless like 20 20 years ago we were still on dial-up basically mm. 
right? Many people were still on dial. DSL was a big deal. And now look what we have now. We're on the cusp of 5G. We've got gigabyte, gigabyte. It's not everyone, but like, you know, it's a thing that many people have. Give it another 10, 20 years. Um, and if the internet kind of uh, curve continues yeah. to go upwards like that, our internet in 20 years is going to be so blazing fast that we're going to be downloading you know, 20 gigabyte games in like 30 seconds. And we're just not, the idea of going to the store and having a physical game is going to seem so anachronistic. The way that listening to music on CDs does now. Mm -hmm. It's it's inevitable. I would absolutely love that. But I, I do think when, you know, when you take the whole, I mean, if you take the whole of us, you know, into account, right. Look at, different parts of the country that have different you know levels of internet yeah i i think some places will progress slower than other places then you look at around the world at people who like maybe like maybe in other countries that have like that can buy ps4s but don't necessarily have the greatest internet and so they play don't forget though america is not the be all and end all of internet american internet is actually shit compared to a lot of what they have in europe and and uh, the far east Mm -hmm. their internet makes our internet look like a joke so it's actually you know I, i imagine that other countries like like in Europe and Korea and places like this will be will be even more enthusiastic to make to make this jump. It, it's 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 going to happen. There will be people that always want their discs in boxes. I understand. I totally understand it. Um, but uh, it's you know you know it's 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 going to happen. And 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 as a result, GameStop's going to go the same way as Blockbuster and Tower and all those places. We'll see. How many years do you give GameStop? Five. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the exact same i'll probably also say five five or six number two super nintendo world to fo- is to focus on quote interactive experiences end quote this is from rebecca valentine over at gamesindustry.biz universal studios has come come forward with more details about the super nintendo world area opening at its osaka theme park this summer saying the park will focus on physical interactive experiences Super Nintendo World will will include rides, shops, a restaurant, and, quote, interactive gameplay, all themed around Nintendo properties, particularly Mario. Attendees will receive a wristband that, combined with an combined with a phone app will allow to allow them to collect coins and character stamps as they reveal as they travel throughout the park. In addition, the wristband in app can be used to complete, quote, key key challenges that will lead to working together with other attendees in, quote, boss battles. Further details about these experiences uh, were not given. Quote, think of Super Nintendo World as a life-size living video game where you become one of the characters, uh, said Universal creative CCO Thierry Koo. Quote, you're not just playing the game, you're living the game. You're living the, the adventure. Nintendo's most iconic locations and experiences will be brought to life, including Mushroom Kingdom, Peach's Castle, an incredible Mario Kart ride, Bowser's Castle, and more. Super Nintendo World is planned to open in the Osaka Universal Studios location in time for the Summer 2020 Olympics. The Singapore and both United States Universal Studios parks are planning to follow suit with their own Super Nintendo Worlds in the future. This sounds like some Jurassic Park type stuff, man. I'm into it. Being able yeah, to it sounds great. <laughs> I, and we talked about this before when they when uh, the, the the first details of uh, of this um, theme park attraction uh, leaked or came out. Uh, there was a lot. I, I said at the time that like the, I feel like the whole kind of funny crew should uh, go, dude. You I'd be. Go, you should go to Osaka, film a bunch of content, make make videos, and like you should you should, you guys if you guys don't do that, then I don't I don't even know what to tell you. You got to do it. I'll be one thousand percent in. Do I want to come? Yeah. You on first class with us? First class. First class. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We're flying you all of a sudden. <laughs> 
Why do you, you 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 just said do you want to come? Well, yeah, but I thought you you just come. I, with I, I sounded like you were inviting me. Are you fucking paying for this trip? What are you doing trying to get you getting you no. you filling this kid's no. head full of you soccer you dreams gotta, over here? You got to spend money to make money, Greg. Have kind of funny. I've spent a lot of have, money and I don't feel like we're making anything. Have, <laughs> have kind of funny. Fly you out there. But you know, get some, get some, get some. Wait, cheap, it sounds like a good idea. Get a, get a fucking Groupon or something. Fly out there uh-huh. and uh-huh. shoot a, a bunch of. You, you can have. This <laughs> Why, who's do you? This could be a whole class out of your head, son. I like what I'm hearing. The kind of funny's right never now. paid for me to be the first kind, class. Ain't fucking put you the up first class. The kind of funny crew on a jolly to Super Mario World in Japan. Yeah. That's a whole week of content. I like the way he wouldn't thinks. Want that. This would this would this would be through the roof content for you guys. I like the way he thinks. And and I know what for the cost of a handful of fucking plane tickets. What are you kidding me? And hotels and food. Okay, but it's but it's still like, do you want to invest in this business, Greg? Fuck you. You, <laughs> you know how much we've invested <laughs> in this business. Points, <laughs> I don't know what you say. <laughs> Just a forty eight hundred square foot studio. Invest, <laughs> Greg. Shut up, Barrett. What do you think? Oh, you yes, or no? you yes or no? First class to Osaka. Me, you. This is literally you waking Wittem, up and like, right we're like, oh man, one. we're gonna have a vegetable you, casserole. You, you're Greg, like, oh no, yeah. Greg, what kids do you want a pizza you and, party instead? You and, you and me will fly, fly first class. We'll put the kids right, in so the fine. back in economy. Okay, and Night, we go. I can't right. mean Barrett and Kevin, right? I'm with you guys <laughs> in first class. <laughs> Yo, like I hate flying, but I'll do this. Of course you would. Of course, dude, I'm down. I guarantee you right now that Kevin. What's the chat saying? Does chat want this content? No, they're saying we need to save money and put it towards the new studio of course all, so, yeah of course they are. all of them are they're very, very yeah. prudent bunch of the, the best friends i don't know man zyger here says he's all about it when is uh, this when's this open summer yeah this summer well i guess we have a new fundraising goal on the thermometer yeah. <laughs> for the final 12 hour if we hit two hundred thousand dollars in the february or uh jan kind of funny goes to the summer what's the, what's the, look at look up the cost of an economy plane ticket from san francisco to japan it's probably not that much I bet you you could do. It. You're not going to send everyone. Just send a select few, and you then just Greg. Said everyone. And then no, but not everybody, but a select few, and that way can you, you can them? have you can have a little contest. Sure. For among among the kind of funny crew here for sure. like who 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 deserves who wants to, to be go. Gary and Greg's You kids. can have you can have the stuff eating it out of your hands for months. What trying kind of to, contest to, would this be? Trying to claim one of those prime spots to sure. Japan. I'll fight to the death. Have it like the Bachelor. Every week you give a rose to someone who gets to go See, to Osaka now, now with you. Speaking Tim's language. Yeah. You got right. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. Kevin, Line everyone me, up. What do you got for me on prices over there? Oh, I didn't look it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a great show. Gary, right. what do you think they mean by interactive experiences? What does that look like to you? I, it's it's hard to say, but I mean, you know, we're we're seeing the beginning of of um, uh, theme parks kind of becoming more uh, uh, gamifying. Yeah, I actually gave us gave it a, uh, a speech um, at Walt Disney Imagineering a couple of years ago. Oh wow! Uh, they had me come in because they God, were interested you're so in fucking cool. right. <laughs> I don't know how to respond. Everything to that. about you is cool. They they they're inter- they're interested in in incorporating interactive gaming and storytelling elements into the theme park experience. And you actually you're seeing some of that now at Galaxy's Edge when they open up the Star Wars hotel. The whole idea is you become a character and you take part in a story, mm-hmm. and it's all very Westworld and like you immerse everyone. No one breaks character, and you're in that world. I think what how that's going to continue to evolve. That's a whole lot. That's a whole other new kind of science, a storytelling science of immersion and how you make theme park guests feel like they've actually entered another reality and how do you make things feel truly interactive and wristbands and phone apps. And they're experimenting with all this stuff right now. But I imagine if anyone has a great handle on this, it would be Nintendo. So I'm excited to see what they come up with. I want a Mario Kart ride where you're actually you're actually just playing Mario Kart in carts. Do you want to just and like you just want a go kart track? Basically, I, I just want to go go kart track with weapons. 
<laughs> where I can just throw shells at people or like Dude, I'm slip all people that. up with bananas. I'm all about right. That. Like I don't. Have, they don't have to actually crash, but like a sort of like. But even if the car just shakes. Yeah, even if the car them, like their I mean? cars like shake or their cars or just like veers left. Just veers yeah. left. <laughs> just veers left into a wall. Yeah. I mean, you know, they got bumpers and shit. It'll be safe. The idea that I'm gonna be in actual Bowser's castle is kind of terrifying to me. That strikes me as very Jurassic Park. Like you know what happens if all the Bowser's minions kind of go crazy, but you know I'm into it. <laughs> oh no, they've lost it again. <laughs> Oh, he's, I'm being kidnapped. That kind you of guys have to go. You got to go to Japan. You got to go. You're getting us all worked up. I mean, this also is. Yeah, because you know it's exciting. It's something you want. Yeah, it's exciting. Hanging out with my friends in like a cool place doing cool things. This is also coming to Universal Studios, so we could just wait. But I also do want to go to Japan. Filthy casual. Yeah, that sounds cool. Let's wait. That's what cool people I know. I'm, do. I, I want to go as soon as possible. I'm just wait. saying. I'm just saying. If, if Greg Miller doesn't want to fork up, edge. if Greg Miller doesn't want to fork up the money, I you know I kind get of it. funny doesn't wait. Kind it. of funny fucking seizes the moment. Kind of funny leads the way. Kind of funny is at the cutting edge of, of of fandom. Speaking of cutting edge, number three, Valve Index is out of stock around the globe ahead of Half Life Alex. Is launch. This comes from Hayden Taylor over on GamesIndustry.biz, and I want you guys to count because this is the second story from GamesIndustry.biz, and it's not the last because they're out there carrying the industry on their back, actually busting out really great news stories uh, when there were other, like were none other news stories today. And so, shout out to GamesIndustry.biz. As the March release date of Half-Life Alex looms, the Valve Index virtual reality headset is currently sold out in every region except for Japan. That's according to data from Road to VR, which found that Valve's high-end headset is out of stock in 30 out of 31 regions. Quote, we are working hard to build more units and meet, high, meet the high demand, end quote. A Valve, Valve <laughs> spokesperson told Road to VR, quote, we are targeting, targeting to be back in stock before Half-Life Alex ships. Valve revealed the next entry into the popular Half-Life franchise would be a virtual reality exclusive in November last year. With index units having sold out across the globe, despite a hefty $999 price tag, there appears to be some credence to the idea that Half-Life Alex is the long-awaited killer app VR. Kevin just brought Kevin just brought up a screenshot from Twitter. It's Greg tweeting an image and saying, God damn it. Uh, it's our Slack. It's Joey saying, Wow, I can't believe Greg's bringing us all to Japan. Thanks, Greg. And then Nick Sarpino replies, I've, I've always wanted to go to Japan. I think it's happening, everybody. It's, it, the, moment, the momentum is building. Nick went to Japan last year. Imagine how that vlog would look. Oh, wait, did you guys go to Japan last year? No, Nick went to oh, Japan. Oh, Nick. That's it's, funny. It's, it's real funny. He's that's funny. funny I didn't realize that. I tell you what, I want you, I want you guys to go to Japan so much. I'm going to get the ball rolling. Dude, let's do this. I will personally pay... For Kevin's airfare to Japan. Fucking Let's freaking go. Oh <laughs> Let's freaking go. Greg Miller, can you top that? <laughs> Greg Miller, can you pay for mine? Where you Let's at? Let's start this fucking hype train right now. I'll do it, Gary. I'll go to Japan by what myself if, if I have to. What if we get, can get all the part-timers to like sponsor like each of us? Do you think Imran <laughs> I don't is, think we, is... I don't think we pay him You don't think Fran... I don't think we pay him enough. I've seen Fran's hair. You, are, like, you obviously can't. You obviously money. can't send everybody because there's there's a lot of you here. I, but I, you could send like I would send like at least five of you. Gary, earlier Kevin's today, already in. I've got today, I've, I've got him covered. Moments ago, you said. Hold you on, Barrett's back on us. the Barrett's back on the mic. I would say Kevin doesn't need to go. Okay, I will stab, <laughs> you. I will stab you in the leg. I will stab you. I think I think Kevin is the unsung hero. The guy behind the scenes who makes the magic happen. I just never hear him talk He's, about he, he, sh he should get a, he should get a special make a wish. You know dad. what I? You know what the game I finished <laughs> off? <laughs> I, here's here's the thing, right? One of our thermometer goals for this month is the basketball game, 
we can uh, uh, draft teams, right, and have it be – we can compete in a basketball game for who gets the rights to go to Japan for oh. Nintendo World. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Except Damn. for me. That would be that awesome. That would get violent, though, because I'm, I'm fouling look, see, everybody. See, now, this, see, now, again, this is, this is – and now the run-up to it becomes content. Mm. Like, exactly. the con- the, like the Bachelor-style apprentice or whatever you want to call it, like the contest – to decide to figure out who gets to go, that becomes that's, this is weeks of content before you even get to Japan. Gary's making points. This shit pays for itself. Can we have him on every single day, <laughs> please. Fair. Uh, Fair. Come on, you got to you you you're, you're on my side. Yeah, I'm on right? your side, Gary. Yeah. I'm in. Gary, are you looking forward to Half Life, Alex? Yes. Are you gonna play it? Oh yeah. Well, I I don't know if I'll get to play it on the index, but yeah. yeah. This is interesting. I didn't. I mean, I assume there was hype for Half Life, Alex, but you know, there being so much hype that Valve indexes are just. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. it's, You know, I don't know how much inventory they had, but like, you know, if it's if it's moving thousand dollar pieces of hardware, that's pretty impressive. You know, that's that's really that's the power of Half Life. And it looks like it's doing what they want it to. I am going to have to try to get an index because it feels like that's going to be like the way to play Mm. it. Are you a big Half Life person? Oh yeah, Mm. one of my all time favorite games. I love it. Nice. Somebody asked me the other day. What do you think was the best game that uh, launched ju- that came out during uh, my tenure at PC Gamer? Mm-hmm. And I said, which was from '93 to 2000. I said Half Life. Nice, that makes sense. I'm down for this. I don't, I don't, I don't have any sort of VR to play this yet, but I really want to play it, and so I'm hoping that like. I don't know if we have any like VR. You guys, you guys, are, in you, the you, surely, you, so, surely the so power many. of we have a lot. Surely we through the so power many. of kind of funny, you guys can scram a scam yeah. I might just play it at the index. studio then if we have we have the PSVR. Well, it's not going to be on no, PSVR. No, I know. I'm just telling you what we have. Mm-hmm. We've got the um, Go, the Oculus Go, Oculus Go. Yeah. We've got uh, what's the other one called? Do you have a Quest Vive? Vive. Okay, I think it's the Vive. The Vive. The Vive is probably the, vi- the, is probably the closest you're going to get. Yeah. We have to a the Vive index, Pro too. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So wireless just use that. One too. Just use that. The wireless attachment. I love me some VR, and so I'm super hyped for this game. As do I. Number four, layoffs reported at Perfect World Europe. This is by Hayden Taylor of GamesIndustry.biz. So that's two points for Hayden so far. The European arm of Chinese publisher Perfect World Entertainment has reportedly laid off a number of staff this week. According to Dutch publication Control, only finance, customer support, and localization teams have been spared. In, in a statement to Control. A spokesperson from Perfect World said the layoffs resulted from, quote, organizational changes, end quote, which have affected a small number of employees at the Amsterdam office. Quote, although this was not an easy decision, this change will make our business more efficient and flexible in an ever-changing competitive market. The statement continues. Quote, we are grateful for all contributions from, from the employees involved and wish them all the best in their future, ch- future challenges. Perfect World Entertainment remains committed to providing players with the best live service experience, and our final business business decision will enable us to maintain our momentum and deliver on our promises to gamers, end quote. Founded in 2004, the Chinese firm primarily publishes free-to-play MMOs such as Neverwinter and Star Trek Online. It opened Perfect World Europe in 2010. Gamestreet.biz has has approached Perfect World for comment, but did not receive a response in time for pu- publication. And I want, also want to point out, I think Perfect World also developed um, Remnant from the Ashes. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if I'm wrong about that. And so, you know, our heart and support goes out to people affected. That, that always sucks to see layoffs happen. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Number five, 
mobile gaming projected to, to surpass $100 billion in spend in 2020. This is by Rebecca Valentine of GamesIndustry.biz, and that's 2.2 Rebecca. GamesIndustry.biz is basically propping up this entire show today. Pretty much. Like, I looked all over the place, and I was like, there is no news except from GamesIndustry.biz, who's doing excellent, excellent work. Shout out to both Rebecca and Hayden, uh, Hayden Taylor. They do for, great work. Yeah. I almost called him Hayden, Hayden Christensen, who I think is the Star Wars actor, right? Yeah. yeah, he's been in other stuff too, but yeah. Well, like, that's who he is. That's, that's, that's how I know him. He's Anakin Skywalker. You know what I mean? That's Mobile gaming is. continued to grow in 2019 <laughs> with, app, with App Annie <laughs> predicting the industry is on track to surpass $100 billion in revenue across all mobile app stores in 2020. According to its State of Mobile 2020 report, mobile game spending neared $90 billion in 2019 and made up 56% of all gaming, spe- gaming spending last year. Mobile game spend was 2.4 times that of spending on PC and Mac and 2.9 times that on console. In total, App Annie found 1,121 mobile games that brought in over $5 million and 140 games that brought in over $100 million. By downloads, casual arcade games made up 40, 47% of all mobile game downloads, with casual puzzle games making up 21%. Overall, all casual games made up 82% of all mobile game downloads. But despite only making up 18% of all downloads, quote, Core games made up 55% of time spent in them. Broken down, action games took up 38% of of the total. RPGs made up 7% and other genres were 10%. Core games also made up 76% of spend led by RPGs with 38% of the total. So, uh, Gary, mobile games are a juggernaut. It really is a slow news week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That was the best I could do. But I mean, that's still that's a really impressive number, right? 100 billion projected this year. <laughs> Gary, I'm yeah. ex- I'm excited to see when mobile games hit 200 billion dollars in spending. <laughs> but that's so far <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, if I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we have Light Matter for PC, Gravity Error for PS4, Demolish and Build 2018 for Switch. Why is the 2018 game coming out in 2020? There is No Tomorrow for PC, Basic Warfare for PC, Frost Fod for PC, Last Shot for PC, Greyland for PC, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, fourteen for PC. Wow, Romance of the Three Kingdoms is still going. I, that, that's a that's a really old. I never heard of franchise it. from back in the day. What, oh yeah, what kind of game is it? It's like I think it's like a like a tactical, like a turn based, uh, historical strategy kind that's, of thing. I, that's what I would guess from the name. Cool. Spells word cards dungeon top for PC. And then Apex Legends Grand Soiree event kicked off today. For the next two weeks, the game will feature a series of special modes along with unique challenges and rewards. And then also, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has received a patch today. This comes from their subreddit. Quote, We had an update go live today on all platforms for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Below, you'll find the, the details of what's in the patch. And so these are fixes and improvements. We fixed an issue where bounty hunters would sometimes get stuck in Zepho. 
Not only was the photo mode camera able to explode, and this is the second bullet point, not only was the photo mode camera able to explode rockets, it could interact with trigger volumes within the levels that could potentially break the game. We fixed this to, to ensure that you could continue playing the game after using photo mode. Unfortunately, this also means that rockets will be unaffected by the camera moving forward. And then they go on with some more bullet points, but I would, I would encourage you to go to, your, go to their Reddit if you care. They have a lot of stuff listed there, and it's a lot of fixes for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And so if you're interested, check that out. And then as far as content for Jedi Fallen Order... Pre-order content has now been unlocked for all players. This content includes orange lightsaber blade color. Uh, is it pronounced Magito? 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 The planet? Do we not know? Uh, Magito campaign lightsaber hilt. Umberon campaign lightsaber hilt. BD1 skin. And gold squadron stinger mantis skin. A lot of words there that I just don't know what they mean. Would that not are be they stinger? doing? Are they doing like real DLC for Fallen Order, like new quest lines and like like actual like new content? Not like that expansions? I've heard of. They haven't no. talked about it. No. Um, <clears throat> what I'm, I, I think it's interesting that they're making this a really big deal because I half expected to click into that link and for them to be like, oh yeah, new game plus, but there's no new game plus, and I want a new game plus so bad. Blessing. Do you think it'll come? I don't know. I want it. I don't we'll think see. so. I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. I, I also want them to add fast travel after you beat the campaign. That'd be great. That would be so. That would help so much with the platinum that I'll never get. Mm. New dates: We have Rustland Grand Prix for Crash Team Racing Nitro Field, and that's out January sixteenth. That includes a new character, new track, new carts, pit stop items, and champion cart and a cow. Then we have Not Tonight Take Back Control Edition. Uh, let's see here. Our our politically charged satirical, satirical game set in a post-Brexit version of Britain will launch on Nintendo Switch on January 31st for $25, just in time for Brexit. Nice. Then we have PUBG Corporation has revealed the next release of seasonal content, Season 6 in Survivor Pass, Shakedown. The season begins with Update 6.1, which adds a brand new 2x2 map that is sure to bring intense and fast-paced combat right from the drop. All this and more will be available when Update 6.1 lands on PC live servers on January 22nd and console live servers shortly after. For those that want want to drop into the action right away, the PC test server, test server is open today. Then we have Hockey Manager 2020. The ultimate ice hockey management game will be released on Steam on January 31st. Then we have turn-based strategy and JRPG game banner of the maid releases in English in February 14th. And then uh, lastly, the Shenmue 3 Battle Rally DLC pack will be available January 21st, 2020. Deals of the day. Gilly Brum writes in and says, uh, what up, Blessing and Gary? While I can't vouch for the quality of the game, the Starlink Battle for Atlas starter pack for the Switch is only $6 at Best Buy currently. If you need a refresher, this is the Toys to Life Ubisoft Starship Fighter that had an exclusive Star Fox mission and characters on the Switch. This starter pack includes a physical copy of the game, an R-Wing model, a Fox McCloud pilot figure, and a few other pieces. Worth a shot for $6 if you want a new Switch game to try, or are just looking for look, or just a cool looking or just a cool looking Star Fox ship for your shelf. Shelf. It's a good bargain for Star Fox fans. Yeah, for sure. Have you played Star Starlink Battle for Atlas? No. It seems like it would be like good for like a family game. That whole that whole like toys come to life thing. It feels like that's over, don't you think? Like the amiibos continue to be a thing. Yeah, I think amiibos are like the but last. But like Disney Infinity and um, Skylanders, that's mm-hmm. o- it's all over. It's, all, right? it's it's definitely all over. And I think Starlink kind of I don't know if it bombed, but it didn't, I don't think it performed as well as they wanted it to because yeah, Toys to Life is pretty much over with the exception of. 
Amiibo, and Amiibo yeah. has that. And, power and Amiibos of, now, it's just it's a collectible. It's, it, it, yeah, it's more, it's more of a collectible thing that has some game functionality. They're not building games around it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Now it is time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. Between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, or learning a new skill, there are a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than the starting than starting the year off tackling high-interest credit card debt. My friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit scores. The hard pull happens after you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And and hurry up uh, to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is is checking your checking your rate only takes a few minutes that's upstart.com slash kf games hurry up to upstart.com slash kf games to find out how low your upstart rate is now let me tell you about hymns you've heard us talk about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best and if you haven't yet it's time to see what they're all about there are, there's a problem out there 66 percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35 once you've noticed thinning hair it can be too late is that slow is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards any bald spots yet let me tell you i've started to deal with with hair uh, with my hairline receding and it's not fun if i knew about hymns a few years ago it could have made a world of difference the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you while you while you still have some i love how you put me on the one right after i started talking about my hairline i'm like thank god i have my hat on so so y'all can't be Are you going me. bold I'm it's my hairline's just receding a little bit. Not bald, I don't think yet. Fight it while you still can. I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna start fighting. It's while not I'm too still late. Can. It's too late for me. It's not too late for you. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna start. You can be better than Gary. I'm gonna try. Was. I'm gonna try. They Thanks. they didn't have this technology when I was 35. That saddens me. Yeah. Wait, it's really sad. How yeah. How old are you? I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm just, I'm like trying to do the math in my head. I'm like. <laughs> When did they really not have this technology? Also, do you think Blessing is thirty-five? I'm just saying he's got until then to 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 get on the on the horse here. All right, because it said thirty-five is when you start losing your hair. I mean, you don't know that I'm not thirty-five, Kevin. No, I know for a fact you're twenty-five. Oh, twenty-six. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Baby, he's a baby. I am. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best versions of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station su- counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows that knows some he- men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to real real doctors online, which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few few quick questions. A doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online online visit. Go to forhims.com slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. Forhims.com slash 
games daily. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who, who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to a doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's 4 slash games daily. Lastly, we're also brought to you by Quip. Quip, makers of the, of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes that simple. Starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second 30, 30 pulses to guide a full, even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string uh, to, help you, to help you just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three, three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com games right now, starting at 20, uh, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com games. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot games. Quip, the good habits company frank furter writes in and says good morning blessing and gary yesterday bungie unleashed a puzzle game that seems to have stumped the destiny 2 community our own kind of funny pc clan and fran mirabella <laughs> it's 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 events and obstacles like this that makes me love games as a service and keep me sucked in with it taking people about a week to figure out the code to finishing uh, PT, which I'm guessing is the name of the puzzle, uh, or oh no, he no, he's talking about the, the, Kojima, the thing. Kojima game. Yeah, I only wonder how long before someone cracks the code on this one. That's talking about the Destiny puzzle. With time being limited for people, uh, what characteristics do you look for when wanting to, wanting to play a game that is a, a game's as a service? Thanks for all you do, Frank. That sounds Burger. like he suddenly just asked a totally different question at the end there. I think he's more so referring. He's PT is an interesting example, but I think he's more so talking about how, you know, with the new Destiny puzzle and that being like a thing that kind of pulls him into that type I of I didn't game. know anything. Do you know what this is? This puzzle thing? Is it like something that's in game? Yeah, I think this is something they patched in randomly and Destiny people have just been trying to figure out. I think it's one of those things where there are clues scattered out, scattered around the world and like they're trying to like solve this one puzzle together as a community. And so I think that's what he's saying is like what kind of thing attracts you to a game's of service when when it takes time when uh, they're so time-consuming also. These things generally get cracked really fast because now with, with the internet now, people are able, people are able to kind of crowdsource mm-hmm. and hive mind these problems yeah. together. They generally, these things generally get cracked pretty quick, I think. I feel like with Destiny raids, it takes a little, like it takes just enough time. Like if you're, if you're invested, right, and you're paying attention, I think it usually takes like a day or two for raids to get figured out. And I think in the case of uh, PT, he's mentioning here, right, it's a, I guess it took people like about a week to finish finish PT and figure out what's going on there and how to solve those puzzles. Was there was there, was there some trick to PT? I thought you just kind of did the loop over and over until no, the game ended. There were like patterns you needed to do, so you had oh. to like there look were at certain things you had to. Yeah, do. you had okay. to like zoom in on certain things, look at certain pictures a certain way, and so that was like an experience of everybody kind of figuring out together, and then we get oh, to the end and realize like, that. oh, this is a Kojima game, or this is a preview for a Kojima game. Right. So for you, for uh, do you play any games of service really? I played Destiny a bit when it first came out. Uh, Destiny—I mean, I should say Destiny Two—and um, I, I, you know, I got leveled up a fair bit. Uh, the Division Two, the Division and the Division Two are probably mm-hmm. the ones that I like the most. I played a ton of both of those, uh, and I like the idea in principle. It's just you know, it's a difficult one 
to crack. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's it's getting out of that. You know, they're all built around this same gameplay loop. You know, grind for better gear. You know, go back to the hub, trade in your shit, level up, get some more goodies, go back out, do it all again. Like it's it, it, it after a while, it, it, there's a reason why I play them for a while and then eventually I just get tired of the loop and stop. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think from, you're doing the same shit at level seventy that you did at, at level, like level one, five, but yeah. the numbers are different. That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah, and that, I think that's the thing for me that that turns me off to quite a few games as a service games when it feels like when it feels like it's just numbers going up at a certain point you know and, I, and it feels like it's just a grind and nothing interesting yeah. is happening that is why i did enjoy destiny 2 when that game originally came out is because the, i didn't really play much of destiny 1 and when destiny 2 came out you know i quite a few of my friends were really into destiny and so i decided to play it with them and by the time i got to the callus dungeon which was the first raid of the game i was i was enthralled with what was going on because i had never really uh, played a raid at that level where it is like you guys are solving puzzles together. You guys have to time things out together and like count down three, two, one. Okay, we, let's all shoot this thing at the same time. Right, like those types of things I thought were really cool and and really different for me not really being into that kind of game. Um, and also GTA Online was a big one for me where oh yeah I really love playing GTA Online because it feels it feels like in that type of game no matter what sort of co-op mission you're doing or what sort of like uh, heist you're doing, it feels like there's a level of communication that you can have or a level of problem solving that you can do that makes that game feel very dynamic because it's just, it's an open world, right? And so I can, right. I can if I get into to shootouts, I can like go steal a car and then drive a car over here, then use it as cover. Every every time stuff. they drop a new piece of uh, content for GTA Online, like fucking Casino Heist or whatever, and they yeah. show the trailer, I'm like, shit, why aren't I playing this? This looks yeah. like it'd be really fun. Dude, and GTA, GTA Online is so it's... good, but at this point it becomes so hard to kind of get into because... Even me, for somebody who played a lot of GTA Online within the first four years of that game, uh, I've tried going back to it repeatedly after they launch new heists. And I'm like, I don't know what half the stuff here is because it's like, okay, yeah, you can start, you can start, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like an organization essentially. And you can become the CEO of an organization and recruit people to your organization. I'm like, I don't know what that means, right? And then you can also do these um you can do bunker missions and i tried to figure out what those were and i couldn't at the end of that i couldn't figure out exactly like what the grind and, and loop here right. was let alone like the load times in gta online after a while uh, became okay. grading like it's, it's stuff where in 2013 and 2014 those things were way more forgivable because you're just excited to be playing a, a grand theft auto game of uh, online of this right. magnitude because we hadn't really gotten that before like we had, we got online with gta 4 but that was mainly like maybe, oh do you want to do deathmatch maybe i'll try to around? get in, in on the ground floor of the online stuff when when 6 comes out yeah and that's the thing like when gta 6 comes out i'm gonna be all in on online um i would be all in on online for red dead but i wasn't really feeling red dead uh, no i didn't too. feel red dead at all yeah but you know i shouldn't even be considering this given my backlog which is shameful but GTA Five just dropped on Game Pass. I downloaded it. I, oh, really? I kind of feel like just playing it all over again. Dude, just that, the campaign. I I really like the campaign. Of it's GTA great. 5. I think it's awesome. Yeah, um, Rockstar I feel like tends to have uh, pretty good stories. They're you know, fun. and always, I just love always, I just love fun. all the all, I love the three main characters. Yeah, in, in it, GTA there's so much personality in GTA Five. Yeah, right between Franklin, Trevor, great and soundtrack, so much fun. I used to play, and I haven't. And this this was back on. Um, on the last on the last gen I was playing, I haven't even played like the remastered current gen version. Uh, but um, 
I, I would spend hours just like fucking playing golf and doing yoga and just fucking around and not yeah. even doing the missions. Yeah. But it was just so fun. You could just go do, you know, do whatever you want. I loved it. Yeah. And like bringing that back to the question, right? Like, what do I look for in a games that serves to, to keep me in and have me spend my time there? It is like variants of things to do, but also like making it fun to goof around with friends. Yeah. You know, and and break the loop. Like allow, yeah. allow me to spend. I understand that the loop is the loop, and that's always going to be fundamental to these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, allow me to do. Th- allow me to get off the loop for for a while and do other things, and I'll come back to the loop, and I'll and I'll level up, and I'll grind, and I'll do the same shit. I'll go hit ten fucking uh, womp rats, mm-hmm. you know, for a better shirt or whatever. I'll I'll, I'll do all that shit. But like, let me do other stuff as well yeah. to kind of break the monotony of the loop because that, that's what that's what gets me down after a while. And that's that's definitely the thing for me. Where in GTA Online, I didn't really care that much about leveling up. Like, I wanted to, to get money so I could buy cool things, but overall, like leveling up wasn't the goal. The goal for me was just like have, have fun. fun, just yeah, have fun, have fun with the homies. Same it's with, a fun world to spend time. Same in. with Apex Legends. Like that's just a fun game to play, whether or not I'm leveling all the way up. Right. Let's get into Squad Up. Uh, Josh writes in and says, Hey, KFBFs, I started pecking away at the Platinum Trophy for Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I would love some KFBFs to chat and play with to pass the time. I'll be playing Wednesdays, Wednesday evening and in, uh, in nights, U.S. Central Time, and taking advantage of the double XP. Josh's PSN name is The Farmer Josh. And now it's time for one of them rotating segments. This is the first time in a while I feel like, I feel like we're bringing one of these back. Uh, I'm... Inserting a brand new segment for Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's called Gary Judges You. I like it already. Gary, I think that I think a lot of the Kind of Funny audience appreciates about you is that you have opinions about things. I do. Right? You're not afraid to share that opi- strong share those opinions. opinions. You're not afraid to be outspoken. You're not afraid to be yourself. You know what they say? Opinion is the, opinions are the lowest form of knowledge. And I got plenty of it. And so since today was... "Quote unquote," a slow, a, sl- a slow news day. Even though our news did kind of take us, we feel, and we're at the yeah, hour mark. We did it. We filled. We we. Um, I I feel like I fulfilled my contractual obligations. I still sat here for an hour. Get up and just leave. <laughs> Everything else we just <laughs> yeah. out. Like, As we get into the Gary segment, we just peace out. Uh, I put out a tweet asking people to reply uh, with their favorite video game mascot and why. And I want to read you a few, and, and I want to ask your thoughts on people's opinions. Okay. So you get to judge people. All right. Let's see here. Aaron Moeller here says uh, Ration Clank. How do you feel about that? I'm personally not a fan. No? Not no, a, I never did. I, I, pl- I played the new one. It didn't do anything for me. The problem with Ratchet and Clank is the same problem that I have with a lot of, I know I'm going to get ahead of myself here, but a lot of mascots that came out of the 90s. They're all basically poochy. They're all, they're all like, let's, yeah. let, you know, let's create a hero with attitude. You know, there was that whole era in the 90s of like every character had like a sly smirk and a hey kind of like poochie bullshit attitude and none of it worked it mm-hmm. was everyone knew what it was it was they, they they were characters created by fucking marketing committees and that's and that's why none of them have really you know captured our imaginations i feel like ratchet and clank is 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 in that category do you have a favorite of like one of the mascots that have uh it's like it's like the main guy and then like the guy that's like your backpack so they have ratchet well, like banjo kazooie like uh jack and daxter like you know the, the coupled mascots do you have a favorite one of those? Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's the last one. That, that, that's the last one that I liked. I thought these are cool guys. Kyle Stevenson says Nathan Drake's or Nathan Nathan Drake strictly for the quips is what he writes in. I like Nathan Drake. Do you think of him as a mascot? No. I mean, he's kind of become one in that whenever Sony does like a big 
marketing piece that's like all of their you know characters nathan drake's in there mm. but you but when you think of a mascot you think of like a more cartoony type character don't you fair yeah i, th- I mean i think so too i i think it depends on who you ask and you can find it in different ways but you know what i look for in a mascot is that personality there's toe jamino didn't they just do a a, a new one recently yeah, yeah they brought it back they right did. um i yeah, believe that year. we had them on our first uh games ca- game showcase right Freddie Prince Jr. was there talking about it. Oh, was it? yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, where does Toe Back in the Groove is that it? Is that what the new one's yeah, called? Yeah, the yeah, new probably. one's Back in the Groove. Uh, but where I've never, I have no context of what Toe Jam and Earl is. I just keep hearing people talk about him, and this is my first time hearing that one of them. They were they were very big in the nineties. One of them fits into the other one somehow. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> Wait, no, isn't that what you were just saying I, of the backpack? And I, th- I think that might be no, your. I think like, that might be your own fan fiction, yeah. Kevin. No, I'm just saying. Like, I thought you were you were saying pick one of these backpack though, guys. No, he no he. Toe Jam's not in Earl. <laughs> okay, because I was like, I'm just saying. I mean, there's a trend. You know, it's the internet, backpack? Kevin. I'm sure you can find. I mean, yeah. You if you want to find content where like one of those characters enters the other, <laughs> I'm sure you can yeah, find it. It's Toe Jam and Earl, not Toe Jam in Earl. No, I know, but like it can be Toe Jam in Earl. I bet. I bet that's what the Rule 34 version. Of it is cool. Well. I got nothing against Toe Jam in Earl. If people, if I'm don't I, don't I, do it, Kevin. <laughs> I I can be all about this. Okay, it's safe. It's good. You're all I right. Mean, you, can, you can turn off the safe search though. Okay, don't actually turn off the safe search. <laughs> hey, I want to do so. I want to. I want to see if this still works. Google Knuckles. Just the word Knuckles. No. Just do it. No. Just do it. I don't like it. I'm I want scared. S- oh no. Right. Exactly what I thought. Now, so somebody. So the, I, I, there was a tweet years ago that I thought was really funny. There was a. There was a. Comic, I think it was an, a comic book artist was trying to get like visual reference to draw a human, to draw mm. a human hand knuckle, and he and he googled knuckles, and, and of course this is what knuckles. you get. That's funny. And then he said, okay, I'll try, I'll refine my search, and he googled human knuckles. Oh no! So try that. Try. I want to see if this still works. Oh no! I'm human. Sure that it Google does. human knuckles. <laughs> I'm very concerned. Yeah, see, like, it's even oh, worse. Oh! You don't get human knuckles. Oh, you no, get, like, hot. knuckles as though he were a human. He's I, hot. I get why. I, Look how fucked up that is. I'm Look how far scared. down you got to get to even find, like, an actual human knuckle. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up, Kevin? I mean, if you're looking up human knuckles, I feel like that's I'm, funny. I'm human always, knuckles, man. I'm always scared to look up Sonic stuff because it goes sexual Oh, so yeah. I mean, the, so- the Sonic guys. So quick. Like, that's, that's a fandom and a half right there. Now, here, here's the thing. Look at this. Look at this right here. That's, I mean, I, I kind of dig it, honestly. No, I dig it, too. It's good. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have any problems with that. Uh, Mike Chandro writes in and says... Nope. Do you have Safe Search on right now, Kevin? Uh, I don't I don't think that's, like, it just... Okay, no, you don't. Yeah. Okay, so you're not seeing... So it's not that bad. Try uh, Sonic fucking Knuckles. Oh, no. no. Uh, Mike, <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about Glover, Gary Wood? Mike Chandro is uh, Glover. What's Glover? You don't know Glover from N64? No. This guy? What the, what game is that from? From Glover on Glover, I think it's called Glover. 64. No, that one must have passed. Oh, oh man, Glover seems like was I missed out on that one. Yeah, dude. Oh, Glover was cool. What the hell's Glover? You don't know? Does nobody in this office know Glover? No, I'm, I I, didn't ha- I missed I missed not out Donald Glover. <laughs> I just wrote Glover. What do you want me to do? Mm. This guy? Oh, it was an N64 yeah. game. It was an N64. No, that game. one totally passed me by. Was it good? Listen. I was six years old. I'm, I I can't make judgment calls if if it was good or not. I think I liked it at six. But not feeling it. I just I I really like the character of Glover. Uh, let me do a couple Why more. Why has only got four finger? Oh, where's the fifth? One? The problem with the responses to this tweet is that too many people weren't taking it seriously. They were just sending in stupid, goofy ones trying I'm to get a laugh. You block them. 
I'm gonna block them. Go in there and teach them a lesson. I'm gonna block all the. I'm gonna block all the mascot one, trolls. Now, uh, John Seminario says, like cool, cool spot. Cool spot's a perfect example. Wait, what do you mean? There's no way that's a genuine. Cool spot. Yeah. As if that's oh, somebody's man. favorite mascot. I, an- that, an- another another one from the from the two from for, the Attitude Era. For sure, that was Tim Getty's favorite mascot for Cool Spot. An extended amount of time. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, Matt Ayers. I love Cool Spot too. I don't want to make a th- big thing uh, when they brought back the commercials where they showed him as like a homeless person with his beard all grown out. It's really Wait, what? sad. <laughs> Have you not seen these? No, I don't remember that. that. That's funny. Matt Ayers says Spiral the Dragon. How do you feel about Spiral the Dragon? I, I, I've never played them. If people enjoy them, that's that's fine. I don't have strong opinions. Mitchell George says knack. No. No? Come no, on. no knack for you? Knack did not knack did not stick to the wall. They tried with knack, but knack's never gonna work. I also told people to to you know send me in their favorite mascot and why. Nobody's putting in why. Um, except for Nathan Martin here who says mine has to be Sonic. I got a Genesis for getting good grades on two tests when I was younger, and I just loved ripping through the levels and saving all the animals. Just a blast to run fast. Fair enough. A lot of, there's a lot of Sonic fans out there. Are you? Do you? Do you like Sonic? No. This is very disappointing. I fuck. I. I. I, I very upsetting. Ha- hate's a strong word, but like I just uh, Sonic does nothing for me. I've never played a Sonic game that I enjoyed, ever. But you're excited about the movie, right? Yeah, I'll go see the movie. Okay. You and I are going. Yeah. We're going on Valentine's Day. Well, I mean, if we get early access to it, we'll probably go early. Oh, okay. Alex Shea says Pepsi Man. That's, that'll be the last one you do. Pepsi Man. How do you feel about Pepsi Man? Pepsi, Pepsi Man was in a video game, right? At one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, but Cool Spot was in a video game? Yes. Yeah, yeah like otherwise why, it wouldn't have come up. I don't understand why you're being so negative on Cool Spot. Well, okay, so well, let, let's explore it. What do you like, Kevin, about Cool Spot? He's cool. He's got cool glasses and attitude, you know what I mean? What's his attitude, though? Badass. He does what he wants. He jumps on things. <laughs> He's pretty rad. <laughs> Let's continue this conversation in the post show. Uh, for now, let's get into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And let's see what people has, have to yeah, say. Yeah, I, really, I, I want to talk about, I want to have a much more in-depth conversation about this. Let's see. Uh, Nanobologist says, in January 2019, GameStop had two potential buyers, Sycamore Partners and Apollo Global Management. So that's not you're wrong, but that's just adding more information. Yeah, asset strippers. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, Nail Biologist says, I did a quick look at the top PC searches on Best Buy website. Right. CD drive slash optical drive isn't even listed as a feature for, or spec for them. No, nobody well, what nobody about wants Blu-ray? What about Blu-ray drives? That's, they're all Blu-ray drives now, guys. Well, yeah, optical drive, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah that's what it was going to be, but nobody wants them anymore. Really? I could have sworn that's one of my favorite things to go in there and go and click the... Uh, when you it's go a waste to of money. What, what are you gonna, you're not gonna, never going to use it? I mean, if you've got a, a good graphics card on there and you want to watch stuff, right? I mean... Why would you want to sit at your PC and well, watch no, a movie, no. you, though? You connect everything together. Your PC is connected to your, your big screen TV. Nanobiologist says Remnant was published by Perfect World Entertainment. Uh, let's see here. Giant Robot Gaming says, Blessing, I cannot believe you missed on reporting about the Smash Bros. announcement tomorrow. We talked about this yesterday. Watch Damn. the shows before you try to Are they announcing a new people. character? Damn, uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. And here's the Any, uh, any, any uh, theories on who it might be? So in the in the image, Sakurai was holding up a three like this, and I don't know if that was like just a cool like oh peace but peace plus one or you know if that's alluding to something. And so I think we're yesterday we were talking Let's about. Let's not get too in like theories. Remember? Yeah, no, it's fun to speculate though. The Grinch. Don, Dante is probably like the 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 number one contender right now from Devil May Cry. From Devil May Cry. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's 
uh, Sora was brought up yesterday. I don't, I don't want to so hope. Wait, what do you think the three signify? Devil May Cry three is coming to the Switch. Got it. Got it. What would if you could wipe a magic wand and put any character in Smash? What would you, what would you do? Travis Touchdown. From No More Heroes. That's a great one. That's I love No More one. Heroes. Uh, I think a, Travis Touchdown. I, 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 I like that. I, I didn't expect that, and I like mm-hmm. that you had it like right. Oh there. yeah. You didn't, no, you didn't even have to think. This is the thing I've thought about <laughs> before. This is the <laughs> thing that like keeps me up at night. Kevin, who would you like to see in Smash? <sighs> I mean, I I wanted Snake, and I got him. So yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. You got you got him a while back. Yeah. No, I know. It was exciting back then. Were you excited when they first did that trailer when he came out of the box? Yeah. It was like, wait, how? <laughs> and uh, it, now it's upsetting because Nick is really good at him, and it, it's infuriating. Oh, he came back, out. and yes, you be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think that that's going to be it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, because the rest of them are pretty much adding information. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us and hanging out with us. Uh, until next time, well, first of all, hang out with us in the post show if you're on Patreon. Uh, until, until then, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve. <laughs>